Hey there, Elise here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast, the place to help you break the odds and walk confidently into your God-given purpose. Think of this show as your regular coffee chat, where we talk about life, career, and legacy. As an award-winning entrepreneur, author, and speaker, I'll be bringing on industry leaders, professionals, and individuals to join us as they share their stories of breaking the odds to help you and to help us reach the next level in our life, family, career, and communities. Let's do this together. This is Let's Break the Odds podcast. Hey there, Elise here, host of Let's Break the Odds podcast. If you are new to the show, welcome. Today, we are continuing our conversation with our guest, Ashley Garrison, where we continue on the topic of breaking the odds when it comes to becoming healthy, healed, and whole, and walking in our God-given purpose. If you are new to the show or missed part one of our conversation with Ashley, I encourage you to listen to part one because Ashley has such a powerful story and we're picking up where we left off. We left off in part one where Ashley had touched on forgiving yourself and others. And so in today's episode, part two, we talk about forgiveness, including Ashley sharing how her relationship with her mother, which she mentioned in part one was estranged for 20 years. Today, she shares with us how that relationship was restored. So whether you also have an estranged relationship with someone in your life, or if someone did you wrong years ago, or if someone was rude to you recently, we all could grow in the area of forgiveness. Really quickly, for those who are new, if you are meeting Ashley for the first time, let me read you a snippet of her bio. Ashley Garrison is the founder and host of Social Hour with Ash, a visual podcast that in her words is done by inspiration. As a native to the Bay Area, Ashley lives to inspire, bring hope, and it's her mission in life to help people overcome to become. Ashley advocates for everyone to fight to be healthy, healed, and whole in every aspect of life. So without further ado, let's dive in with part two of the conversation. But before we dive in on the show, our mission is to be a positive and encouraging environment to help our listeners break the odds in their lives. In this conversation, heavier topics are mentioned. To ensure that this content does not trigger any traumatic experiences for our listeners, we would like to provide the following trigger warning. This conversation mentions abuse. However, this episode also involves conversations about overcoming, breaking the odds, and turning pain into a life filled with purpose. This show does not claim to be a substitute for counseling or any other professional guidance and encourages our listeners to reach out to a licensed professional if needed. And on that note, let's dive in with part two of our conversation with Ashley. Here we go. You did mentioned forgiveness and I kind of just want to segue into that you just spoke a few moments ago talking about forgiveness forgiving yourself um, when you gave that message to the listener but also you talked about like with your relationship with your mom you said it was like a 20-year journey and now you guys if if I heard you correctly now you guys have kind of mended that relationship (laughs) talk about that in terms of me I mean that's truly breaking the odds I mean talk about that you know, anybody who's trying to break the odds and forgiveness with others or with themselves. Yeah. Um, that gets that, feel comfortable. If you feel comfortable. No, it gets me choked up. Um, I don't even know where to start. Literally ask me the question one more time. And I promise you, I'm going to gather this up together. What's no, the- it's okay. It's okay. You had just talked about a few moments ago about forgiveness and kind of just segueing way into that, you know, forgiveness you mentioned to the listener about forgiving themselves and mm-hmm. 
Um, also, you shared earlier your relationship with your mom and, and how 20 years later, you guys have been able to mend that relationship. So just kind of share with the listener, you know, how, how you were able to get to that journey of breaking the odds with your mother, yeah. forgiveness, and um, for anybody who's looking to learn not only with forgiving themselves, but even um, forgiving others in their life. Man, it's, thank you for that question. Um, it's, it's been the greatest joy to be able to have my mom back. And I never, I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would say that. My mom, <laughs> God bless her. Um, she literally has become one of my best friends. It's like, I, I know her, but I don't know her. I mean, I'm an extension of her, right? But right. the journey, man, I, I believe that we, it's like a beat up bucket, right? It, it, it works and then it breaks down. It works and you're like, I got the money to fix it, but I don't want to fix it. Like, it's just going to stay broken. And I believe that that place where I was at in like 2017 or 18, I had to be selfish for me, right? If we talk about what forgiveness is, I had to be selfish for me. And it sounded very selfish. It was very cold. It was very cruel. It was harsh. And I said, you know what? I'm done. I literally had to tell my mother, I'm done with you. Like, who am I to be like, I'm done with you. But in that place, I took it very seriously and a self-accountability to begin to heal and ask myself that question. And I remember 2020 came around. 2020 got like, it, it was just a thing. Um, there was, um, let's just say it was, it was the most impactful year of my life that I will literally never forget. And it was a game changer. Some very, 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 it, I, all I can say to say the least is that it, it changed my life and maybe for in the worst way, but for the best, um, a, a very significant loved one of mine, um, had a transition and being in this place of like, you know what, what am I doing? How am I living? And I believe that God being who he is, you know, there's a scripture, I don't know where it's found, where it talks about where wax, hearts have been waxed cold. And I believe my heart had been waxed cold. But when this situation took place, it lit a fire in me. It lit a fire in my siblings because there was estrangement between us. So the, the first healing started with me. And then it transitioned over into my siblings. And it was my mother. And I was, I remember at that time, I had actually started my podcast, Social Hour with Ash. Literally like stuck in the house, bored in the house, stuck. And I, I went live on IG. And I have a personality, so I can, I can, I can put on, I can take off. But in this moment, people were like, oh my God, Ashley, like you should keep this going. And what God had really placed on my heart, because only God could have told me to do it. He was like, talk about your past, talk about your pain. And in that process of me beginning to relive the things that I had gone through with my abuse, with my um, estrangement, with my um, rejection issues, with my insecurity issues, my platform, Social Hour with Ash, brought me my healing and the relationship relationship back with my mom. I think her being able or hearing about it through my siblings, because let's just say they were not happy about my truth that I was sharing within that moment. But what it began to do was spark up conversations. And let's just say there were some heated conversations when we couldn't like physically like embrace each other. We were embracing each other. And it's like, I don't agree with that. And I, I remember there was one day that the conversation got so intense. And I remember God telling me, and I was like, to heck with it. I was like, I'm going back to the cave. And God was like, stand your ground. You know what you know. You know what happened to you. You said what you said, and they did what they did. 
And I believe in that moment, it catapulted me to this place where my, my best friend of 20 something years, we had been talking about our relationships with our parents. And one of our greatest fears was that we would get a phone call one day that it was too late for us to mend that gap. And one day, like our greatest fear happened. We were on the phone during working from home. And one moment she's like, I gotta call you back. And the next moment she calls me back. And out of nowhere, she's like, my, my father passed away. Mm. And I was like, wait, what, what did you just say? Like, we, we were just talking about how we're going to be able to break the generational curses in our life, how we're gonna become the people that wanna heal and to change like the, the narrative within our family. And what do you, like, what do you mean? And that led into a series of conversations. And I, I just got to this place of like fear, not fear, but like hope, but fear kind of decided to set in, right? And I remember it was a Saturday morning and I'm laying in bed and I'm talking to her. I was in the greatest process of just like this, well, everything that was in me was like just coming out. And I remember one day she was like, she calls me bug. Mm-hmm. It's like bug, like you just need to call your mom. And I was like, I don't even know what her voice sounds like. And I was like, like, what if she doesn't answer? Like, what do I do? And she was like, just leave a voicemail. It'll be fine. I feel like God has you. And I remember my mom reached out to me because I I never deleted her or blocked her in my phone. But the good thing about iPhone, you can silence people. And I remember she had reached out during that time. But I just honestly, I wasn't open and I wasn't ready and I wasn't available. Then I start the podcast and then so many other things were going on. And then this happens with my best friend and she encourages me. So that day I reached out to her. She didn't answer. (laughs) I had to leave a voicemail and I I felt just a little discouraged, but I was like, you know what? It's going to be fine. If she, if she's open to it, if I'm in this place, in this space where I become this person and God, this is what you will for my life. And that's the prayer that I prayed on my God. It's not about what I desire and what I will for my life. It's praying his will and his way. And I'll never forget. She ended up calling me back and not talking to her for almost three years. We were on the phone for almost two hours. Wow on the phone and I'm like I forgot what her voice sounded like I forgot what her laugh sounded like I forgot like how my mom cuts me off in conversations <laughs> like I forgot how I over talk or I get really excited about things and then we got off the phone and it started like I would text or she would text and this time like before I was trying to curate it I'm like if she apologizes then I'll accept it because I don't owe her anything just honoring just immature right But in this time, in this space, when it happened, my prayer and my confession and my heart was that, God, I'm not going to try to mend it and I'm not going to try to fix it. When we're meant to have the conversation, and you know what the conversation is for certain people that have gone through outs and um, had odds with people, I was like, I'm not going to force it. It's just going to happen. And one day, the, the conversation happened. And the funny thing about it, she was speaking of another situation that happened with her and her parent. And I guess for me, like I wear my emotions on my sleeve. Right. And I was literally like getting frustrated. Like my spirit was getting agitated because in this moment she was going on and on about the situation. And she looked, she paused because I was literally getting ready to like drop the phone, make it feel like call dropped or something because I was just like, she is not acknowledging what happened. 
And so in this moment where she's sharing about some of the things, the, the funny thing about this, she created this moment. She began to open up about things that happened to her in her past. Things that literally like gripped my heart. I'm like, for 30 something years, I had no idea. Wow. Moment, my mother opens up and she asked me like, Ashley, are you okay? And I said, mom, actually, no, I'm not. You are willing, so willing to share with me about your past. But there's a, there's a segment in our life where you didn't acknowledge what was done. And in that moment, she apologized. She apologized to me for the abandonment. She apologized to me for the rejection. And in that moment, I would tell someone, it is so important for you to heal before the apology, because with or without it, you can still be made whole. And I had realized in that moment, because of the things that my mother had shared with me previously, to, I had all of the, the compassion in my heart for her because I went back to the age of where she was at. And what do you do when someone doesn't know? You're looking for someone to apologize when they potentially haven't forgiven themselves for things that happened to them 20 or 30 years ago. And I had to realize in that moment that my mom was a little girl just like me that grew up into this woman that had experiences that were never acknowledged. So forgiveness, forgiveness started within myself. And I pray that in that moment that she really truly forgave herself because generational things that she had shared with me, it was a repeat habit of abandonment and rejection from her side of the family. And I was blown away. And in that moment, I don't even know if I've really like processed it or like, let's just say like, I haven't cried about it. I was just like, that makes so much sense. And it, it allowed me to have capacity in my heart, like provided for her to realize, like, I understand why she did what she did. And in that moment, because of all the self-help books, all of the tears and all the vulnerability, I was able to accept her in the state of where she was at and love her, even though I'm the child and she's the parent. And I realized forgiveness, people, is never for the other person. It's truly for you. That's so good. And that's such a powerful testimony. I'm sure there's people out there. I mean, I think all of us have people in our lives that we've had to forgive or are working on forgiving in our lives. And just so the listener can kind of get like a, uh, just to kind of summarize what you said in terms of like practical things that you said that highlighted that stuck out to me is that you, um, you worked on yourself. Absolutely. You also, um, you know, uh, set boundaries because you said before you got to that place that you kind of put up borders to make sure that you had your space to heal. Mm -hmm. But then you also, you know, maintain communication when you guys did connect, you know, you communicated with her and, and said how you feel and saying, you know, mom, I feel like you're not acknowledging what happened. So I think, you know, just as key bullet points for the listener is that you focus, one, you focus on yourself. You set up those borders or those boundaries, and Absolutely. then you, um, when you and then you were able to communicate how you felt um, in that situation. So um, I think that's so powerful, and I'm so grateful that you you shared that. So as we are in our um, final moments, um, I did just want to say um, I want to real quick if you could talk on how you were able to kind of walk into your purpose because you brought up purpose, and maybe there's someone who's like you know. I don't really know what my purpose is. You kind of said like you were in a season of your life where you just didn't know what your purpose was. And now you, you've been able to find that. For me, the way that I've been able to understand my purpose and stepping into it, I took like the, the crap of life, the things that broke me the most, that made me feel so unwanted and so unneeded. And I realized that there was actually glory in my story. Mm. I know a lot of people that I've interviewed on my show 
I mean, people that have been um, like rape victims or people um, that now from that they've written books and they're best-selling authors or people that are artists or now they're teachers or people that were homeless at one point or people that have, um, maybe they have wig lines or maybe they have, maybe they're a coach, a, a life coach, but they have gone through traumatic things in their life. And the traumatic has then birthed them into purpose. It's the one thing that they advocate the most about. The only way that I understand it of how to answer that question of what happens to me, why I speak on my platform about overcoming to become is because I remember in the places of my life where I felt stuck, where I felt unseen, where I felt unwanted. And so I would encourage someone the way that Ashley Nicole is going to answer that is to look at the plights in your life. Look at, look at your slip-ups, look at your slip-ups. And I would, I would guarantee you could bet a bottom dollar that that's where your ministry is at. It's in the broken parts of your story where you felt like it's so insignificant. It's the thing that grazed me the most. It's the thing that broke and shattered me the most, but I guarantee you, it's gonna be the thing that impacts people the most. And so I really believe that purpose is birthed through your pain. It's birthed through the frustration. It's the thing that keeps you up at night. And so if you're thinking about, well, I was molested or I was raped or I came from a fatherless home or a motherless home, like for you or for me, like I know for me in the future, foresee it if God willing, I want to begin to start nonprofit groups for motherless children. I want, and that maybe that be for boys and girls. Um, I, I have a huge like call in my life for, um, for like reconciliation of families, right? I wanna be able to be this prolific um, public speaker that can talk about, you know what? Forget your plan and ask God what his is. And being able to share with you, like I, I was diagnosed with polycystic, polycystic ovarian syndrome in 2020, that was another major hit. So that gave me the thing that graved me the most is now giving me a different platform. If you think about it, there's multiple platforms that I can now stand on. So if you're trying to understand your purpose, look at your pain. That would be my answer to that. So I love what you said, how, you know, sometimes your pain, it turns into your purpose and you're able to find purpose through your pain. Yeah. Um, and for those, I would say for those, um, to be honest, that's just for me. There's people, I, I, I admire the people that have been able to work through things silently and still create success. But that just depends on what people's definition of success is. And I'm not saying that you have to work through your things in order to have your platform for purpose. I'm just saying when the question was asked to me, that's yeah. sense for me. But for other people, maybe you have a different way. And I'm totally down to have that conversation. But I don't want you to feel like you have to have the pain in order to have the platform. Right. I don't want the message to be misconstrued. But for me, I've realized everything else that, that I was trying to pursue outside of my pain literally went down the drain because it wasn't authentic to who I was. It didn't, it didn't give me a, a, a name for my brand. It didn't like a swag bag, right? It didn't really fit. It's like trying to wear a dress that's too big or pants that are too small. I'm either bulging or it just looks sloppy. You can, you can dress up well when you dress up as yourself. And that means identifying like who you are and what you've been through and realizing what is the niche and the value that you can add based upon what you've gone through. I'm glad you provide that clarification because mm -hmm. someone might be saying, well, I didn't go through a really difficult or traumatic experience in my life. How can I find my purpose? And I've also heard um, one of my mentors, they, they say that, you know, look at what you're gifted in. Some things Absolutely. that come so naturally to you that others might 
find, you know, it might be a little more difficult, but to you, you could do it so easily. And, you know, that's a clue, you know, that that's your gifting. That's something that you're gifted in that could lead you towards, you know, your purpose and what you're called to do. So I'm glad you provide that clarification. Absolutely. And I do just have one question that did just pop in my heart. I just wanted this um, for the listeners. I just want the listeners as they hear your story of transformation and they maybe can relate or think about their story of transformation. I want them to take away some practical tips. So just really quickly, what were some like resources that helped you when it came to transform your life? Like, did you go to counseling? Did you, were there any like books or did you have a mentor? Like, what were some things that helped you in that transformation? In addition to how God has been a huge part of your life for sure. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be God and my faith, number one. Um, I did have a circle of people. So people that I trusted, um, I believe people have seasons and times in your life. So I, for the time that people were set in my life, I leveraged them. Um, allow people to ask you those questions of what happened to you and maybe what's triggering you. It's okay to be vulnerable, but vet out the source. Um, as it pertains to mentors, yeah, I had, I was a part of a professional development group for about five and a half years. And it was being in a, in a high elevated association of people. So that meant outside of my comfort zone, outside of my father, outside of my mother, outside of aunts and cousins, it was people that I did not know, but they had reached a certain level, a pinnacle in their life that I wanted to esteem to. And it got me to thinking that there is more on the other side of this if I decide to fight. So elevating your association, I believe that your association should change with every level that you're growing and that you're healing and transforming. So association, um, relationship with God, mentors, and then yes, I went to therapy. I talked to someone. I believe you should have an unbiased opinion um, in your life, someone that doesn't know anything about you or anyone that you know, and they can give you clear-cut, dry advice, and you can either put up or just kind of shut up, right? I don't know if I can say the word that word on the live, but I would also, as far as resources, that book Abba was there. I'm looking at my full library. There actually is a book entitled Boundaries. I don't know the author to that one. There's another book um, entitled um, Daring Greatly. I am a huge fan of Brene Brown and all of her books. So Daring Greatly, Gifts of Imperfection. Um, if I could think of another book, um, there was another book um, as far as personal growth. Um, it's called entitled The One Thing. It's funny because I was having this conversation with myself right before we hopped on here. And I was like, you know what? In order for me to become the person that I am today, I was like, how did I even, how am I having this podcast interview? with Elise. And I was like, you know what? At one point I was willing to have a conversation with my old self and my current self. And we decided that we wanted to fight for who I was supposed to be from the original foundations of the world. And now when the thing is, I don't want to meet who I was supposed to be and who I am and say, man, you're so different. I want to say, you know what? You're exactly who I thought you were. So it, there's a lot of resources that I could provide. Those are just a couple of few that I could call out very, very quickly, but I've, I've read a lot of books. And then right now I'm actually reading. Um, Michelle Collins, I met her at a brand, this uh, conference I went to entitled Brand New Experience. So shout out to Michelle Collins. Her book is entitled Spirit Check, and it talks about dealing with anger and intimidation and jealousy and pride. And the other book that I'm reading right now is by Bruce Perry and Oprah Winfrey, and it's entitled What Happened to You? And it's really beginning to ask yourself those questions and relive those moments so that you can stop replaying those old tapes. So there's a lot of things spiritually, naturally, um, and emotionally that can help you get to where you, where, where I say the phrase that I coined also is healthy, healed, and whole. It's a symbiotic, it's reciprocity, it's a full circle motion so that mind, body, soul, and spirit are all functioning in the same direction. Thank you for sharing that. Absolutely. 
you. And once again, thank you so much, Ashley, for being here. Thank you once again for your transparency and, um, and sharing your story. I have absolutely no doubt that is going to inspire and will continue to inspire so many people who hear this. Wow, such a beautiful story on forgiveness and restoration. You know, this whole entire conversation in general that we've been talking with Ashley over the past two episodes has been with the overall topic of discussing about breaking the odds when it comes to becoming healthy, healed, and whole. And so one thing that Ashley said in this episode that stuck out to me specifically on the topic of forgiveness is she talked about when it comes to an apology, she said, quote, with or without it, you can still be made whole. When speaking about forgiving yourself and others, Ashley shared in part one, which I also wanted to highlight, which was, and I quote, she said, I would just tell you to forgive yourself for staying in that place for too long. And I would tell you, take the time that it would take to forgive those people for what they did to you. You don't have to have the conversation. Maybe you do. Maybe you write a letter and burn it. Maybe you write a letter and mail it. But I would just tell you, you owe it to yourself to not stay stuck. I shared earlier, whether you also have an estranged relationship with someone in your life, or if someone did you wrong years ago, or if someone was rude to you recently, we all could grow in the area of forgiveness. What was your biggest takeaway from today's episode, or better yet, from Ashley's interview as a whole? How will you take action towards moving forward? We'd love to know. This community is called Let's Break the Odds, and the word let's is short for let us, which means that you are not alone. Follow Break the Odds on social media and tag us and use hashtag Let's Break the Odds so we can celebrate with you as you take action. And on that note, stay tuned to hear more inspiring conversations on the show from industry leaders, professionals, and individuals who share their stories of the odds breaking in their lives to help you reach the next level in your life, family, career, and communities. You don't want to miss them, so make sure you're subscribed to the show, hit that subscribe button, and I'll see you in the next episode. Let's break the odds together. Hey, guess what? You, my friend, made it through today's episode. Cue the confetti. But the conversation doesn't have to end here. If this episode served you today, go ahead and download it so you can have it. And click the subscribe button so you can get notified when another episode is released. Do us a favor and leave a review. We'd love to hear how much you enjoyed this episode. To stay connected, we'd love to have you as a part of the Let's Break the Odds community on social media. There we'll have an opportunity to personally connect with you and cheer you on as you take action towards breaking the odds in your life. You can catch the show notes from this episode and any discount codes and bonus materials on the blog at letsbreaktheodds.com. See you next time.